Now that the cringeworthy DNC is over, Democratic National Convention 2020, we can take our reprieve from it and review it because it was bad. And then we're going to talk about something very exciting. The first trailer for The Batman, scheduled to be released in 2021. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging with Apes. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. You can follow me personally at KCartoon on Twitter, Kill Cartoon on Twitter. You can follow him at RxPhonics on Twitter, on Instagram. Enjoy. Yes, indeed. So... The Batman trailer, DNC 2020. One is great. One is awful. What do we talk about first? Let's start with the bad news first. Let's let's get the bad news (laughs) out of the way. Uh, Well, the good news about the bad news is that it's over. It's done. (laughs) We are done with it. We don't have to endure that anymore because it was... Rough to say the least. Now, starting off before we get into the the zingers and the dingers and bash the Democratic National Convention because it does deserve to be bashed. One thing I will say is that it was a virtual convention and virtual conventions are unconventional. So you can't necessarily hold it against them all that much in the regards of how they put it together but even in that in our time in production and video production and music video production and sketch production i think we could have came up with a better way of going about the dnc than they did in terms of production value so that's like one gripe the other gripe is some of the people that they had speaking some of the things they were speaking about it's so much really to get into but is there anywhere that you would like to start in particular about the train wreck that was the <laughs> DNC? Uh, I mean, the, the the one that I remember the most, which was, it was just so cringeworthy. It was so bad. Julia Dreyfus and Andrew Yang attempting to be comedic. And it was like, I almost felt bad. This, this is bad. Yeah. I almost wanted them to break character and be like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah, because it was that bad. It was it was it was very bad, and it was like to me the as simple as it was, and 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 less about politics, uh, because you know it was just meant to be a little funny and more so of a segue. It ended up being uh, one of the biggest highlights to me because for all the crap that the left talks about how like the right is not funny and the right is too conservative and they they don't know how to they don't know humor and they don't like that was just horrible and very out of touch yeah like actually i got the clip here if you want to play it real quick and then they can give a little context to what you're saying i believe my favorite actress is julia louis dreyfus hey julia (laughs) hi andrew i'm so glad to see you so what did you think about kamala harris's speech last night it was tremendous. I was so happy for her. I know, me too. She was fabulous. I cannot wait to see her debate our current vice president, Mika Pints. Or uh, is it Paints? It's pronounced Ponce, I believe. Oh, some kind of weird foreign name? Yeah, not very American sounding. Yeah, that's what people are saying strongly. Well, uh. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't know if they were trying to be funny there, but that and for anybody that's waiting for the punchline, 
it was there. It's just it didn't punch. <laughs> that that was that was the DNC's attempt at humor, and one of definitely the more cringeworthy moments of the whole convention. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was bad, um, and it's like man, identity politics is so bad that you can't even make that shit funny. No, you know, unless you're making fun of it. So and also another thing too, like I don't even understand the the reference. Was the reference due to because people were calling her Kamala, and it's Kamala, because everyone was calling her Kamala. Yeah, I think or that's Kamala. I think that's what the reference is. Is like we, come I say Kamala Harris, but apparently yeah. that's not the right way. Yeah, it's so Kamala. Yeah, Kamala, but Kamala Harris, Kamala. Harris. Yeah. I mean, really, it's no. It's just like a pause, <laughs> like a slight pause. Yeah, Kamala, Kamala. Like, yeah, I mean, I is yeah, I guess. But but, but everyone calls her Kamala Harris. Everyone says everybody's that. been calling her that. Yeah. I, I I don't. I mean, it's just even still, it just it didn't land. The joke didn't land. Yeah. Whatever the purpose of the joke was, it didn't land. It wasn't funny. I don't know, like why, <laughs> why, why do, why do such things exist? Another one was uh, you retweeted uh, part of a, well, it was a clip comparing Joe Biden's uh, speech in this uh, Democratic National Convention as opposed to, oh my fault, and as opposed to um, one that I guess he did as vice president for Obama yeah. years back. And it was, I wouldn't say it was verbatim exactly what he said, but literally like 90%, 95% verbatim what he said before. So it's like, man, you had, this is your moment right now. Like if you're trying to become president, you would think like, let's, let's sit down. Let's get some of the best writers we have and let's write like some, some good, like something good, something Epic, something that you haven't done before. This is the moment, you know, and plagiarism. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, technically he's copying himself, so it's not really plagiarizing. But you would think that, like, if you're so ambitious and enthusiastic about being the president and defeating Donald Trump, like, you would have a whole slew of original ideas and original inspiration and motivation, and it's just carbon copy from what you've said before it's just like you're as basic as they come is just the the classic untrustworthy politician and speaking of untrustworthy politicians there did you see that little segment where they had hillary and she's talking and completely void of anything realistic talking about how trump could steal the election and the way she says it is like more or less suggesting that like he stole the election from her. Very weird. I want to play the clip because it's very weird and like unrealistic and just like out of touch with reality. So let me, that was the context before I play the actual clip. So let me play the clip here. Yeah. Joe and Kamala can win by 3 million votes and still lose. Take it from me. So we need numbers overwhelming so Trump can't sneak or steal his way to victory. Text vote 30330 to get started. So you caught that as like, like, take it from me so he can't steal his way to victory. Well, that suggests that he's stolen his way to victory before, but he didn't. He... He won. Yeah, you won the popular vote, but in this country, that's not what dictates whether you become president or not. Yeah, not only that, but like, again, we've broken this down many times before. Your, it was yours to win. It really was. Like, like in the sense that you had everything on your side and you chose to be lazy with certain swing states that voted blue for Obama, you chose to not not go over there and rally. You chose to just spend, 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 and not really actually do the footwork 
and then you chose to play this or, or the research really on what to spend on and and yeah. and how to you know direct those dollars yeah and so and then you played the the i mean come on i'm with her that again by far just the worst what what, what are you doing here it's not about you again this is not about you so overall the game plan was bad it was very bad and of course and you mentioned this uh, either last week or two weeks ago. Just why are you? Why do you have the Clintons exactly? Why? Oh my just, God! Just what is this? Like, and did you see Bill's thing where Bill Clinton? He was like, um, I did not do it. I wasn't <laughs> on that plane. He, he was like, he's like the it, the the Oval Office is supposed to be a command center. Uh, right now, it's a it's a storm center, or like pretty much saying that that. Trump is disgracing the Oval Office by how he's hand conducting himself in that office. Dude busted a nut in there. <laughs> really? Like, <laughs> like you have the audacity to say that? Where's the self awareness? Yeah, Jesus. And then he, not to mention, yeah. motherfucker looked like a zombie, like Zombie Bill. And that was right on right after them those pictures of of that Epstein victim uh, of surfaced of, of of that Epstein victim giving Bill Clinton a massage. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Who thinks this is a good idea to yeah. put this guy out here? Both Clintons, but let alone him. Like I yeah. mean, I wouldn't put either one out there. But if you have to put a Clinton out there, definitely not Bill Clinton. Oh yeah. my God! Ridiculous! I don't know what these people are thinking. I guess their highlight moment of of the of the whole DNC seemed to be, from what I gather, Obama's speech. Like that was yeah. like their their big moment. Um, but even then, it was like there's like no new attack on Trump. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and you're gonna get that from Obama. He's a very good speaker, pretty charismatic, very well liked. Um, so, so I didn't think that from his, I, 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 like to me, if I was Obama, I don't know that I would have wanted to be part of all this to be just based off of what I'm seeing, but I don't know, maybe, maybe because what well, I don't understand, like, like this is a disaster. So like, to me, it's like, well, you're, 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 you guys. You guys aren't really doing what you want, like. But maybe he doesn't see it like that, because like I'm yeah, looking I'm at sure it. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't see it that way. Yeah, because let's remember one thing about Obama. Obama really didn't win because of his policies, and Obama really didn't win because he was that great. Obama won because Bush created such a distaste for Republicans. That's why Obama won. Yeah. It wasn't. It it really wasn't that like this guy was this great politician, this this great thinker. He was. He's uh, like you put it. He's charismatic, younger, you know, cool, and <coughs> bless you. And you have the whole country hates Republicans. That's pretty much why Obama won. <laughs> Um, and then when it came down to his second term, well, Romney just couldn't connect with people. Yeah. As really the same problem he has now is he really hasn't gotten better in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. Policy wise, what, what do you have? What, what lasting effect do you have? Cause even now it was radical. Like Obama was very radical with his policies, which is like, not something that 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 people really most people gravi gravitate towards and then not only that i think history will remember those house republicans led by john boehner during obama's tenure as saving the country from being the 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 barrier between the shit that obama wanted to push down the pipeline yeah. and the american people yeah yeah, and and fast forward to now, we have a guy who can't. He just doesn't have that uh, charisma that Obama had, and it's the same playbook, but just more overt in the sense of where the left is at now. Yeah, and you have people like AOC, 
in the convention. That's also another one I would have probably avoided. Let's we could have Bernie in there, but I think that whole extreme left shit like that that goes out the window now. This is your you're going against Trump. Get get that radical stuff out of the way because they're going to vote for you anyway. You know what I mean? So well, yeah, yeah, no, because that, that's where, where what I, I'm a little bit confused currently about where the Democratic Party stands because you have a segment of the, the, the radicals that, like the Bernie AOC segment, where a lot of them seem like they don't plan on voting for Biden. We, uh, uh, Kamala doesn't help either because a lot of like the radical left, they don't like her. Yeah. Even though she's pretty radical herself, yeah. But I think what's working against her, or it might be helping her, but I I see it more as working against her. It seems like she's been too much of a chameleon her whole political career, where now it's starting to like backfire on her because people really don't know where she stands. She has like. I, uh, I, uh, Mike Pence was uh, on on TV the other day. He was saying that she has one of the more radical voting records. Yes. In Congress, and there was, I think it was Gov Tracker, where they rated the Congress members, and she was rated one of the amongst the more radical ones, if not the most radical. <laughs> That's, so that's you have that, but then you have how like she locked up all these people in California. Yeah. So it's it she's kind of in a in a weird limbo place, and I think that's how people see her as like one of the reasons why people see her as not authentic because it's like well you'll be whatever you need to be for power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and. Uh that's why your certain segments don't like you. Like you don't do well with very left leaning people. You don't do well with Republicans. The black vote seems like they don't really care too much yeah. about her. Like they don't they're like, eh, I guess. So overall it's just not excitement that you would have wanted for a kind of a weird time for Biden because of the gaffes and, and, and like the non-excitement. And then the DNC, it didn't even it didn't even do well numbers-wise. No. There was one night where I think, uh, what, what's that, uh, America's Got Talent, I think, over. Oh, my God. Had, had more viewership. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a, like a crazy, you know, episode. It was just like a regular episode. So... That's not good. The excitement doesn't seem like it's there. And, well, we'll see. Do you think... Do you think... Uh, <laughs> there's a... Uh, after the the convention and everything, do you think that there's still hope for maybe some excitement maybe from the debates? Or how do you, how do you feel going into the debates where, Exc- where they're at excitement now? Excitement for who? For for them, I guess, like anything anything that you feel like they they have up their sleeve or. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they're excited. I don't see the the thing that I would say about them, just like I would say about many bureaucratic, paper pushing politicians that never spent time on the ground level, never built a business, had a business dealt with real people and you see this in like different segments of government not just in 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 this you know high office in different areas in government i don't think these people realize how out of touch they really are you so i i think so they'll have the excitement because you and i are looking at it a certain way the average person is looking at it a certain way but I'm sure like like Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Andrew Yang and I'm sure fucking Cory Booker and all those goofies that, that, are, that are circle jerking right now. Like I'm pretty sure they thought that joke landed. Oh, man. You, 
You think so? You think her, she did? Yang? No, I think probably he probably did think. Yeah, I you know, think, I think, her I mind, think she, she was seemed like, very like enthusiastic and pleased with what she accomplished in that moment. <laughs> so I'm sure she thinks that the joke landed. Oh, so man. that's that's my point is that I think that, yeah, you'll definitely get excitement from their side about the debates in regards to excitement about Biden debating. Like, I'm excited about the debates before a different reason, but I'm sure they are all in in support of Biden going into the debates because that's how out of touch they are. If you look at like most people that are rocking with Democrats right now, it's very out of touch. For instance, like I don't know if you follow like any any left-leaning people on social media or watch left-leaning videos, but like I watch a lot of them because like I'm not just like, I don't just like getting the information from one side. Also, it kind of sharpens like my debate skills, and and it, it it shows me what the other side is thinking. So I watch I watch Bill Maher, I watch this other channel called Secular Talk, I watch Dave Pakman. Like I watch a lot of like left wing people, yeah. and Secular Talk and Dave Pakman are like very progressive, even more progressive than Bill Maher. And even these guys are out of touch like with the reality of things like for instance Dave Pakman will put a video of like Trump goes manic Trump goes manic and and like it'll be like okay well apparently Donnie T lost his shit let's hear this interview and then it'll play and it's like nothing of the sort yeah now what i will say is it seems like a lot of left leaning people they'll take what goes on with Trump not understanding the type of person that he is and like they'll kind of make it seem like it's weird or crazy because he's not an everyday person for instance uh, like i'll give you an example dave pakman recently played an interview of trump uh where trump was on fox and friends and they you know they they sent trump their condolences for his brother robert that just passed away and Trump in there was saying how he's like, he's like, man, uh, my brother uh, was always real happy for me. He was a great brother. He was a great friend. Uh, They say he was my best friend. Uh, uh, He wasn't he wasn't jealous. He was always very happy. This, that and the other. So now Dave Pakman takes that and is like, look at how weird and bizarre it is for Trump just to connect on a human level. And of course, everything's about him because he said that like his brother wasn't jealous of him. Well, one thing you're not understanding, Dave Pakman, and I don't know like like where Dave Pakman was like born and raised and what kind of surrounding he has, but when you come from a place where you're not a millionaire and like you do great things like you're poor and you do great things or when you come from a place where you're not a billionaire and you do great things yeah. jealousy and envy is a thing yeah i'm nowhere near like trump's level and like i've dealt with my share of jealousy and envy yeah. and everything like that so i can only imagine what he's dealt with it like in with his with his family so to him it is part of his value system to value somebody that would not be jealous and envious of him. So it's just so crazy that Dave Pakman, like it was so hard for him to like wrap his mind around Trump saying something like that. And then, and then like, I, he also like noted, oh, and look at how he said, they say he's my best friend. Like, is he, was he your best friend or was he not your best friend? Yeah, succession. That they have a HBO show literally about that, like the the, the kids kind of fighting to you know once the dad leaves oh I want to take over it's yeah like, you those are things that unfortunately that does happen in families of power and it's like well so bro, have you why not watched? is it so odd yeah. for you to believe that somebody would value somebody more that isn't jealous of them or have never shown them jealousy yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, and then and yeah. then he made a big deal about the fact that he said, oh, they say he is my best friend. Like, but Trump says that a lot. Like, they say that it's like a figure of speech. I think he's making more of it than, like, what it, what it really is. Yeah. 
but uh, but that's my point with all of this is that a lot of the left right now, they're not very grounded, and I think many of them are more or less detached from from what's really going on and how people really think. Yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna have to. Well, I, everything so far shows what you just said, and you're gonna have to reverse course soon because it's August. Reverse course? What do you mean? Reverse course in the sense of like you're going the wrong way. Like the poles are now starting to get real tight because yeah, you're not really bringing anything. Like, yeah. like you've been it's like it's like uh, i remember this sketch that that we w- that we used to talk about uh, making we used to do sketch comedy uh like skits and stuff on uh on youtube and there was this one that we would always talk about we would always laugh it was like this janky fight promoter and like there's like yeah come on give him that one two give yeah, him that one two baby yeah. yeah and it's like that's how, that's how i feel like the left has been like like his his campaign is like oh come on now uh, let me see that one too. Ooh, he's gonna knock you out. Yeah. He's gonna knock you out. Yeah. But like, bro, we see that you got your janky fight promoter, and like, and dude is skinny and frail as fuck. Yeah, like, bro, like, are you guys gonna do like push ups and lift weights and have a game plan, or are you just gonna sell this shit until you can't anymore? <laughs> and that's what it reminds me of for some odd reason. No, that's actually a very good uh, uh, <laughs> example of what they're doing smooth as butter <laughs> it's like what okay all right well we'll see when they're in the ring we'll see so uh yeah like i i don't we don't know yet too because we're starting to see things ramp up as far as scandals are concerned like you're starting to see uh the the voice recording of i think what was it uh the uh, judge uh she she's a trump and she was like oh you i we shouldn't trust him and blah 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 it's a voice recording all of a sudden there's a voice recording. Um, then I think Trump talking about like the low black turnout. There was a recording. Um, then there was a what is it? There, 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 some there's some more stuff that's happening that's being put in the news, but for some odd reason it's not getting traction. So I guess this is the part in the story where like you know the boy cried cried wolf a little too much. And now, like maybe, maybe there is something that that you could find, but like people are just like, ah, whatever. Every day with this shit, every day. Well, yeah, that that's the other thing that they've created. The mainstream media mostly, but the left fueling and feeding the fire of it is like, well, now if dude ever really does something severe and awful. It, it, it'll be it'll pass so quick because you've guys been saying this like you said it's the yeah. boy that cried wolf and and so yeah I mean I like I you said those three examples of these recordings I haven't heard any of them I heard that there are some recordings out there but I haven't heard any of them I haven't seen them and so like, yeah, like, like, how is that supposed to help them? What's that supposed to do? Yeah, that was that. that you know, that before that was like front page stuff. Like, oh, look at this. Now this is just kind of like in the in the back burner because you know the NBA playoffs. Like, literally, the NBA playoffs are. are like I repeat, the NBA playoffs, ladies and gents, they're already doing really low with their ratings, and they're still outperforming some of these news uh, cycles and. And things like that. Well, so, so it tells you, like, where people's minds are at too with this stuff. Kind of like a political overdose, to an extent. Yeah, we talk like we talk about it. We have the podcast. We analyze the stuff, and it's 2020. And there's a, uh, there's gonna November 3rd is 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 soon approaching. But not everyone is equipped to, to always want to know about that stuff. Sometimes they might listen to Hanging with Apes just to keep on track with what's going on. Yeah, and and they might they might watch certain clips and have their own rhyme or reason on how how they watch the news and and that's it. So and you're seeing that when when you see like sports and you know, the new Drake song be more hot than like anything that everything that that should kind of be important now as we're approaching November third is is kind of like breezing through. 
Yeah. So um, I think it'll pick up a little bit more once the debates happen. And and then I think that that and when when are the debate? Do you have they kind of? From what I understand, there's one scheduled for the end of September, and then two in October, and then the vice presidential debate is also in October. Yeah. So pretty much October, like th- three out of the four weeks, there'll be a debate. Yeah. So it's like the end of September, uh, the pres- first presidential debate. The first week of October, I think, vice presidential debate. Then, like, a week after that, the the presidential debate. And then, like, one right at the end of October. Wow. Yeah, that's, so. That's typically how it's, like, like uh, scheduled. Yeah. So, it'll be, I guess, the RNC, then that, and then from there. Yeah. So, know, as see. people listen to this episode, we'll be into the second day of the RNC. Yeah. Um, what advice seeing the DNC, what advice would you give the Republicans for the RNC? Um, the DNC was bland. So I think you should, you should definitely be more natural in general. Um, is, is it also, it's also, I would assume going to be, similar to the DNC in the, in the way that like virtual yeah I think it is but I I would imagine because they're they're not uh virtue signaling about the the covid stuff I would imagine it'd be a little less virtual you get what I'm saying yeah like, like actually have maybe somewhere where there's some people or something because yeah. to a large degree the the DNC is doing the things the way they they did things the way they did it and kept it all virtual because they're they're virtue signaling to people like oh look we're social distancing we're doing this yeah. we're like so the republicans care less about that like virtue signaling about that thing yeah. so i think they'll do it a little bit differently but i would imagine the majority of it will yeah. will be virtual and that would add a, a different dynamic i think a little bit more of a uh, this is real because that is one thing with the DNC. It just seemed like, a, I don't know, like when you watch like a, a convention uh, that's online, kind of like it reminded me of like the PlayStation convention. Like when I saw it on the on the PS4, it's not like necessarily bad, but it was just like, yeah, watching stuff. And then you kind of go and it, it do something. It reminded me of an infom- infomercial. <laughs> Yeah, more, more, yeah, more, like, more like, like that. You're yeah. up late at night. You turn the TV on, and the motherfucker trying to sell you an oven or some shit like that. Yeah, like that. That's kind of what this was. And then the argument, I think, bodes very well for the right because the argument is just a much better sold argument if we're talking about American principles. So, so you know, you're seeing Trump be a Second Amendment advocate. That's some pretty rock star shit for an American. So like things like that, those are things that, that like just naturally it's, it's more, it's less political in the sense of like that whole identity shit. A lot of like the, Oh, oppressed. Oh, everything for, for everyone, like the cliche stuff and more like, this is what we were founded on. This is what I'm protecting. This is what what yeah. this is. So I think that that is a little bit more I, of a. Yeah, I I agree that that's something a little bit better to go into it with. The DNC was all speculative, like oh, what we could do, all, like selling all these dreams. First off, we don't have the money to do all this shit that you're saying. <laughs> Secondly, when are you guys gonna step away from the government doing everything for people? Clearly, it doesn't work. That that's one thing I would like to say. Uh, while we're on this topic is if anybody ever really wants to look at what the government can do for you look at the south side of chicago look at some of the the worst neighborhoods in the nation and you'll find what the government will do for you you'll find government provided food you'll find government provided schools you'll find government provided housing you'll find government provided everything and guess what it's shit it's really really bad so 
Stop latching on to this notion that what the government can do, what the government can do, what the government can do. Because the reality is the government doesn't do anything like all that great because their function and their design is not to do anything all that great other than keep us safe. That's why the military should be what it is. Our rights, our freedoms should be what they are. And the rest should be up to us. Yeah. That is the the notions that Republicans believe in. The Democrats keep selling this this dream of, oh, well, the government could do this. Oh, this is not right in your life. Well, the government can fix it. Oh, this, that, and the other. Oh, my God. You ever tried to get through to, like, a government, like, make a phone call to government or oh, handle man. something through government? You'd be there all day running around. It's, it's ridiculous. It's bureaucratic. It's nonsense. And so... That is one thing that the DNC did is like everything that they did was all speculative and it wasn't even sold through the through the vehicle of what you can do for yourself. It was sold through the vehicle of well, what the government can do for you. Yeah. Trump, the one thing that I think greatly works in his benefit is that you actually have things, statistics, data, numbers to go off of because they, they were real, the job numbers the economy numbers, all of those things. And I say they were real because the COVID like shut a lot of that stuff down. Yeah. But even now, as we approach, you know, the RNC, a lot of that stuff is balancing back out. Actually, yeah. the S&P 500 is back to where it was before the COVID-19. Yeah. So there's a lot of metrics out there that are showing that things are getting better. A lot of the COVID cases are, are are getting better, less deaths, all of that stuff. So that's a lot of like good momentum going into the RNC that the Republicans have that to, to go off of. Now, do you feel that the COVID-19 is still a hindrance for Trump's campaign in the sense of like going into November 3rd? Yeah, it's a hindrance because, because one, these people are trying to push like the whole mail-in voting, yeah. which... I understand that. And people are like, oh, well, there's been mail-in voting. Well, there's been absentee voting, which is like something vastly different. And like people are vetted and and there's time and everything like that. And like there's already a lot of things like articles and studies out there to substantiate the claim that people people might 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 cheat or 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 whatever the case. So. That, I think, is a little bit of a hindrance because, like, that's something that needs to be focused on. So, Not so only that, but the USPS is very inefficient. Like, that's another thing. You're yeah. 100%. Like, the USPS is very inefficient. Um, so, so that's one of the hindrance that stems from COVID-19. Another hindrance is the fact that, like, they keep throwing it at the president like he did, like, some grave failure with handling it when they have yet to offer what they would have done better. It's yeah. like, oh, well, you... So I really do hope in the debates that's brought up is like, well, yeah. what would you have done? How would you have handled it? This, that, and the other. It's all speculative stuff versus, like, the reality of of the situation. Um, but other things that I would do if, if I was the, the RNC is I would definitely like kind of have some surprises like I would so I would obviously roll out the people that are listed to speak but I would try to keep like I would try to have a surprise every night either like a musical or celebrity guest surprise every night yeah like if you could get Kanye there like I'd get Kanye there like you know what I'm saying the only thing why I think they may not want that is because he can be unhinged so like they they mean they may not want him to say something that 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 you know they'd have to explain their way out of yeah but uh maybe like a musical guest or two that that is willing to be there because that's the thing it's the rnc so a lot less musical guests would be willing to be there and then candace owens is not listed so yeah that's what i'm saying so somebody like her roll her out maybe roll out like a ben shapiro roll out you know or some surprises if you can and then uh, be authentic, which the Republicans don't really have too much of a hard time with authenticity. Mitt Romney does, but by and large, the Republicans right now, as it currently stands, seem to be like pretty, pretty real. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Still a lot of, still a lot of stuff to go on, but definitely still very interesting. And 
once we once we get closer and closer, I'm pretty sure things are gonna heat up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on to the trailer of the Batman. Wow, I was on my iPad doing some research, and our friend Donnell texted us in the group chat. I look at it, and at first I thought it said, it said DC fandom trailer. I thought it it said, like reading it quickly, fan made. Yes, that's what and, I thought too. And you, you thought the same thing? Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I'll look at it later. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I haven't seen like a good fan made movie or trailer in a long time. Yeah. Let me Let me check it out. So boom. So I hear... Jeffrey Wright's voice as the trailer starts. So I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe they got this from a movie. Narcisse. <laughs> maybe they got this from a movie that I've never seen with him before. And this is like a, a little bit of a monologue that goes along with, you know, what's taking place in the trailer because, you know, <laughs> I, I'm still thinking it's fan made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Then Nirvana hits. Then I see, then I see, like, I hear the music and everything like that. I'm like, oh, okay, like, this is a pretty, like, this is like a decent, decent trailer. Then I see the, the, the wide shot of what now I know is the Riddler, like, taping somebody up, the dead body. And I'm like, oh, like, damn, like, they had to have got that from a movie because the lighting, everything is like to perfection. Yeah. So either like these these fanboys are are awesome filmmakers, or they got that from somewhere because you know sometimes with some of these fan made things, they're like they pull clips and 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 things and scenes from other movies and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, like that's badass. Then I see Jeffrey Wright's face. I'm like, wait, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Like, the, what movie <laughs> is it that he looks yeah. like that in? Yeah. So at, up until that point, like, uh, in the trailer, I'm still thinking it's a fan-made thing. Yeah. Then I see the shot of the Batman in, in the suit. A full uniform. And I was like, whoa, what? And then so then I go back, I, I rewind, and I'm like, wait, wait. And then I see that in at the, the top in the title, it says fandom. I'm like, wait, this is... This is a trail. This is the trailer. I'm, I'm. Oh my god! The biggest smile came over me. Oh man! And dude, epic. boom! Yeah, yeah. I, I immediately when I see the first shot and the music, the tone, the color, the cinematography, it just made me think of Seven. And yeah, I, I, yeah, it definitely like, has like seven esque vibes going on. Yeah, and, and and it being well, you said it was uh, based off of Batman Year Two, right? Which is still early. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that it's based off of. They 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 have stuff from the Long Halloween, Batman Year One, Batman Year Two. Yeah, that we know of. Yeah, which which those were a bit more grounded anyway. Like there's. And you would think, too, like with the Dark Knight trilogy, and we were talking about this in, in pre-production, you said, man, just when you thought that Batman could get, couldn't get any more grounded, this yeah. really felt like yeah. this is the most grounded we've ever seen a Bam- Batman film. From the, he had like the boots. Like you could tell it was like, like he made that suit. You could tell that he made that suit. Um and, and it's like kind of a new suit, like not not like this is one of the like the first suits that you would make of of like Batman, and um and supposedly what well, we already knew like the bat that was like made from uh, the bat on his chest is made off of the gun that killed his parents, or at least it's rumored that that's what it is. Right. So when I first saw it, because we saw segments, remember when they did that little teaser with his face and people didn't know how to feel about it the screen test yeah yeah with the red yeah i saw the boots i was like, oh shit it's about to happen and then boom it shows him like with the whole suit and i was like damn this looks fucking dope then you see i think we saw catwoman there was a scene with catwoman or what might seem like it's catwoman yeah. i'm pretty sure 
because it, who is it's played by uh, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz, yeah. Um, then this shit shook me, man. Paul Dano's voice or Paul Dano's voice, yeah, as the Riddler, just this like scary, menacing. Not trying to be the Joker, not trying to be Bane. It's just its, it's own thing. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be good. Then, which which then made me realize, oh, that's Paul Dano's voice. He's the Riddler, which meant th- th- then made me rewind to see like the suit, which looks like kind of it looks pretty scary, yeah, with the goggles and stuff like that. I cannot wait. Then the Batmobile has that muscle car feel to it, man. Matt Reeves, if you if you pull this off so far, like I feel very excited about it, but. Is there anything that, that you still kind of have any reservations about when it comes to no, the movie? Or? What, what, so far, no. Um, I understand it, it's, it's a new thing. Um, I'm not thrilled about Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Um just because I've always found her a little odd, so yeah, I don't know how that's gonna that's gonna translate. But then also at the same time, I guess Robert Pattinson is a little odd, so maybe that yeah. that dynamic ends up working out. Um, I do see now, like the whole thing about Robert Pattinson not working out. Because they were saying like how he didn't want to work out for the movie and it was like an issue or whatever. Yeah. But then you see now that he was probably not told to work out because he's, this is definitely like a trimmer Batman. Yes. Um. So I would imagine like it, like the workout he did wasn't like weightlifting. It looks like it definitely looks like he he worked out in sen- in the sense of took some like combat training for the the one scene where you see him where you see him like beat up that guy. Uh, he does it really quick. But what I liked about that particular scene, it was that it was very Bruce Lee-esque in the sense of, like, it's quick combat. Like, you yeah. usually get, like, like strong, muscle-bound, swole, fucking jock, destroy combat yeah. from Batman. This was, like, more, like, like martial arts meets, like, just, like just straight... Sh- like strength but but fast yeah very fast and so what i would assume someone would see when pacquiao punches people like what the f- yeah 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 something along those lines so that's definitely cool because this gives this gives uh a different sort of batman that we've never seen like it, it's more trim like the michael keaton batman in the sense that it's like not a super swole guy but combat like we've never seen because like no like most batman movies have always struggled with that part because of the suit the suit has made it very difficult the most you got like in in terms of 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 a fight scene which it's hailed as like probably the best batman fight scene is the one out of batman versus superman with with ben affleck like where he's in the warehouse yeah like that's why people love that like that's one of the good things about that movie despite that movie being like a a piece of shit that particular scene is pretty badass because you actually got like a full-fledged choreographed fight scene which is hard to get out of Batman movies well it seems like Matt Reeves stepped into like great territory with this particular thing because that was just it like out of this little trailer and like we got that already Imagine like what the movie could have in store. So that part I feel good about. Like as far as like like Robert Pattinson being a slimmer Batman. Um, as far as Matt Reeves, like I never really was concerned. I'm a big uh, 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 Rise of the Planet of the Apes uh, trilogy um, yeah. fan, and he did an excellent he, job. Yeah, he did two of those, right? No, he did all three. Did he? Did he do all or, three? Or, or, or if he didn't, no, I'm pretty sure he did all three. If not, he did the last two for sure. Yeah, I I, I believe so. Um, but I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, so I really like those movies. I thought like those movies were 
in the realm of groundbreaking territory. Yeah. Uh, to make them so good, so fun, so well made, and for it to be a movie about the planet of the apes, for it to still be so grounded. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's also so. I didn't I didn't uh, think that that was gonna. I I never I never doubted him. And to be honest, I remember, I don't know if I said it on the show, but I remember... You're right. Matt Reeves did the last two. Rupert Wyatt did the first one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, I, I thought that that uh, he didn't do all three. Um, but uh, another thing that I think is very interesting, and I, I think I said it on the show. I may have not, but I know I definitely said it to people personally is I went out and I said a bold statement that I think it's very possible and likely that Robert Pattinson can be the best Batman we've ever seen. Mm. And the reason that I said that, I did say it on the show, on one of the episodes, but the reason that I said that was because, one, there's nothing better in Hollywood and in filmmaking than when an actor is in the middle of reinventing themselves yeah like that's a very powerful thing and it seems like he definitely wants to wash away like anything about twilight and anything from those days coupled with the fact that he's done that movie good time the lighthouse and then he's gonna be in tenant he played a king too either in a netflix movie or something and it was very He's definitely delving into more like the drama. Let me get into the, these characters yeah. realm. So that's that's big. Another thing that's big is the fact that he's in Tenant and Christopher Nolan doesn't just pick anybody to be in his movies. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan will oftentimes pick people who you think, who you'll disregard. Because I made that tragic mistake when Christopher Nolan picked Heath Ledger to be Joker. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, what dude is gonna be Joker? Like, I was, I'll, I'll be one of the first people to say that. Like, I, I was a, a Heath Ledger naysayer yeah. up until like I saw him on screen in the trailer, and I was like, whoa, mind blowing. So you have that going for him. The fact that Christopher Nolan obviously saw something in dude that was great enough. So there's something there that that could catapult him to be to be a a great batman and then finally i would say that he's a pretty good actor from what i see you know and like yeah. so so is christian bale but i think in order to make this batman work they're going to have to like delve a little bit more into like the personal realm of Batman yeah. because you have to make it different enough because the Dark Knight trilogy is not that old yes. so you have to yeah. make it different enough and I think that's one of like the, the key go-tos is you have the room to like get a little bit more personal because that's probably an area where I would say most people would think more or less lacked in the Dark Knight trilogy because that's one of the things with Christopher Nolan's characters is they're not he does good characters but they're good in the realm of the plot of the movie like you don't like necessarily connect with them yeah they're just they're like good they're like badass but it's like you'd be hard pressed to ever like meet somebody like the characters in his movies Yeah, yeah so I think with this particular movie Matt Reeves has the opportunity to like make everything even more grounded and make the characters even more re- realistic, believable, and connect with. Like I would, I would not even. I would even be. I wouldn't be surprised. I should say if the Riddler or some of the villains, like y- you, may find yourself at times even rooting for them. Yeah, you know that type of thing. Well, even even when he fought uh, that guy in the trailer, that type of aggression was like uh, it wasn't like a he wasn't a brute, but it was like it almost made you feel like can this motherfucker kill? You know what I mean? But like, but like, 
also with the poise that he won't. But like, he'll make you think that. And I've never felt like that. Uh, watching a Batman movie, obviously, unless you're talking about the, like the 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 one with uh, the Batman versus Superman, which I think he did kill people. But even then, it wasn't like a, this one was like kind of animalistic, but kind of like like I. I'm gonna fucking destroy you. This is. I want to show you that I don't. I don't. I don't care. I. I don't give a fuck. Well, even that yeah. scene was like very much on the edge in the sense that like it does leave you wondering. Well, did he kill him? Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like, I feel that he might stay true. You never know. But like to to to, to not like have Batman kill. But you never know. But it makes you think, and 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 that thought, like I think it was, it was very well done as a director because, like, if it makes you think, it's making the bad guys think, and Good it's time. like, it, 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 that's what I, I really liked about it, and it was fast. Or or because he's such a young Batman, maybe there'll be a moment in this movie where he does kill, but and then that could be like the turning point for him. You know, could that be, could yeah. be a thing too. Yeah. Or or maybe. He does kill, and then maybe, but it's like he's conflicted about it, and then maybe that's like one of the personal struggles that he's going through. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it could be, it could be a number of of directions that they go in with this. But uh, I'm very excited. I think it's great. Um, wow! Like the the Joker was awesome. This is awesome. Yeah, I, uh, oh, God, War, I want Warner Brothers is doing DC Comics very, very good. Yeah, they're kind of reinventing themselves and still kind of at least soaking up the money from the mess of the other stuff. God but, damn it! Just they need to let that go though, because like <laughs> now there's like a, a Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League that's going to be on HBO Max. Never care. There's a Suicide Squad, another Suicide Squad. Like, let that go already. Let yeah. that trash go. This is the route that people want. This is the route that people are excited about. Like you yeah. see in the reactions alone. Yeah. The Joker, the the reaction to the Joker, the yeah. acclaim that the Joker got, the reaction to this, the acclaim I'm sure this will get. This is this the type is of the, acclaim this that is, this is the route. Yeah, yeah. And and this is the, the I think the thing that you can have over Marvel. Yes. You're not going to beat Marvel numbers, but you could have the acclaim. Like you could have the the the, the acclaim, finesse. like you could have you could have the comic book movies that Scorsese respects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, do you think watching this movie that that in any way they would ever mesh that Joker with this Batman? Actually, I thought about that and yeah, I would say I 100% think that it's possible. Disclaimer, I'm not saying I 100% think it will happen yeah i'm saying i 100 think that it is possible because well for as far as we know it is yeah. connected we don't know that there's yeah. nothing there's not no evidence right now to suggest that it isn't we know about what happens in joker which is a spoiler warning so if you haven't seen the joker i'm about to spoil a part of it but if you haven't seen it shame on you um but we know that the Joker's actions lead to the demise of Bruce Wayne's parents yeah. in in the Batman in yes. in Joker, right? We get we get a glimpse of of a young of a young Bruce Wayne. Now we do also see a Butler, but is 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 that Butler ever referred to as Alfred in the Joker? I don't know that he was, because that guy could yeah. be another thing. Because like a lot of uh, we were thinking, oh. I remember we were thinking, oh well, well, damn, that's not Andy Circus because Andy Circus is supposed to be playing Alfred in, yeah. in, in the Batman. But I now that we look back, I don't know if he was ever referred to as Alfred. So it yeah. could be a different Butler. But Andy Serkis is older as well than than the guy that was there, right? Because the guy was kind of a young guy. Yeah, yeah, kind of young. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like maybe they got a different butler. Like we don't know. Yeah. We don't. We don't know what happened. So, and then those henchmen or thugs or whatever that Batman encounters in the Batman trailer, 
they look like they could have some sort of variation of like Joker makeup on. So it could be like some sort of like lasting legacy that the Joker left. Not only that, Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix have both gone on record saying that they are fully on board with the notion of doing another Joker movie. Yeah. So it looks like there's enough evidence to suggest that that's a possibility. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. But first thoughts, definitely highly impressed. And I cannot wait. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you keep listening. So keep on listening. Keep on sharing. Remember, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.